We are looking at the family values of who we are as a church and what we believe, the values that we believe in. So if, you, if someone asks you, oh, so what does your church believe in? You can say, we are this, we are that, we are the other. And this morning we're looking at, we are empowering. We want to be, and we believe we are, an empowering church. Um, someone said to me not so long ago, you know, can we, can we start up this area of church life or this ministry? It wasn't a case that I said no or I'll go away and pray about it. Very often it's a case of, yeah, if you're willing to run it. That's empowering. That person may just come up with a great idea, but actually I want to empower you. If it's your God idea, I want to empower you to do your God idea uh, rather than for me to do it. Um, and, and we want to be an empowering people, an empowering church. So today we're going to look at the value of what it means to be empowering. And in many senses, what I want you to do is, as I'm speaking, how can this apply to my life? You know, not just sit here and listen to a message, not sit here and listen to how it may apply to someone on your left or your right, but how does this word, the word of God, how does it apply to me personally? Because every one of us in this room has a purpose. The reason you're alive is because you have a purpose. You have a calling. There is a ministry gift upon your life. That ministry gift may be cleaning toilets, but that toilet cleaning that you do is better than anybody else. Your ministry may be a ministry of encouraging, going up to people, encouraging them, speaking words of blessing and encouragement into their life. The Bible says if the gift of encouraging or encouragement is yours, then do it with all your might. Someone else may be, they may have got the gift of um, making money, being prosperous. Whatever they put their hand to prospers. Do you know what? The Bible says if that is your gift, then use that gift in giving to others. So whatever God's placed in your heart, we want you to know, we want to empower you to release you to fulfill the call of God upon your life. Now, you may say, I've got this wonderful gift in kids' church ministry. Well, just to let you know, we will do a DBS to make sure that you're sound to go out and work with our kids. Because there's all sorts of individuals in our world that say they're good at something, but they're good at something else. And we want to make sure we protect our kids. We want to make sure that they're in a safe place. And you may, you may say that you're, you're an encourager, but you've got a face like a dark cloud. We, we want happy faces. We want happy faces on our welcome team so that people come in feeling welcomed, not, why have you come to church? It's, it's, it, we, want, we want to fit. We want the glove to fit the hand, not the foot. All right? It's key. It's key in all of our worlds, all right? So part of the overall leadership of the church is our desire to empower your call, your purpose for which you were created. Because you were created on purpose, for a purpose, and to outwork that purpose in your life. And I believe there are three ways that we can outwork the purpose, the purposes of God in our generation because you weren't called for another generation. You were called for today. You were called for now. Now is the moment to, to be working in the call of your life. So you can work it out in three specific ways. You can work out your purpose in your personal, 
everyday walk, in your personal everyday life, wherever that may be, whatever you may be doing. You, you can outwork your purpose in God's house. I believe every one of us, every person in God's house is called to serve in some way or another. You know, I, I look at Sylvia. Sylvia's gave me a smile as I said that. I look at Sylvia and you may say, Sylvia, well, what can I do for God? Do you know what? Sylvia is one of the most encouraging people that I know. She, she thinks I'm wonderful. She's... So for me, when I see Sylvia come through the door, I know my face is going to smile because she is going to say something encouraging to my heart. To me, Sylvia, it's a joy having you here. And that is your ministry in the house. Your ministry in God's house. Anyway, anyway, this is... (laughs) Well, I could talk to you all day. If you ever get an email from Sylvia. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Bless you. If you ever get an email from Sylvia, it'll take you three days to be able to answer it because they are so long, so encouraging and full of information. So, but every one of us have a call and a gift in God's house. Every one of us. And we want to find... We want you to find your gift, your call, your purpose. And then we want you to tell us what you think it may be. And then we want want to be able to release you into the call. That's the key. I, I I can't stand here and preempt what I think everybody's gift may be. I can go and seek the Lord and pray, but I've got lots of other things to do as well. But if you feel you've got a call, come and see us. Let us know what you think that may be. We may say, great, I love that. But right now, can we direct you in this path? Right now, can we direct you in that path? Barbara isn't hosting, is it, is it Barbara? You, it's not what you feel you're called to, but you're a round peg in a square hole because we've asked you to fulfill a role. If there's someone in the house that thinks that they are, they could lead the host in, Barbara would jump through the ceiling right now. Because it's not her call, but she's doing what she's been asked to do. It's about empowering people and encouraging them where they are. So in God's house, fulfilling God's call in whatever position that may, may be. And then, third area, is within the spheres of influence. That we have, whether that's in our homes, in our neighborhoods, our community, um, in whatever that you do in life, at work, wherever that may be, you have a sphere of influence. You may think, well, you know, nobody really listens to me, not even in my own house. They, they watch you. They may not agree with you, but they watch you. You are an influence. We are salt and light in this world. Wherever we go, whatever we do, however we behave, whether you've been cut up in a queue, someone somewhere is watching you. And we have a sphere of influence around us. So I believe we can outwork the purposes of God, the call of God. What we feel is something very important to our heart. We can outwork that in many different ways. So the family value of empowering is twofold. It's equipping the church to serve God as we serve in all spheres of life. But also, it's God empowering you by his spirit. So it's twofold. It's 
you having a call and then feeling empowered by the church or by the leadership. And it's also us all being empowered from on high to do whatever he's called us to do. And I, I can encourage you to get on and do something or to release that gift. Or if, if you've got, you know, if you're a keyboard player or, or you have a prophetic dance or I said prophetic, not pathetic. Right? <laughs> you asked me to do a dance and I can pogo. Okay, I, I, you know that by now. But we all have, the, the, the church is an incredible it's an incredible thing that has lasted for the last 2,000 years from the moment when they're up in the upper room, 120 of them, waiting for the promise of the Father until they were empowered from on high. And they were empowered from high, on high and then they went out and they changed the known world around them. We are an empowered people. You know, if I was to ask you, why do we do Church. Why do we do church gatherings? And I went around, we would hear numerous different variations of why we do church. I've listed a few thoughts here, but each of them are valid, and I believe each of them are unique to individuals. You know, why do we do church? Why do we gather together? Some may say um, that they look for the Sunday gatherings as a collective time of worship and prayer and support. Because that's what some people do. You know, they come to church, they worship, they, they encounter the word, they come forward or speak to us after the service and say, can you pray into this area? Um, and, and then, you know, they just enjoy that support level on a Sunday. For others, it may be um, someone regards their Sunday as an opportunity to bring their unsaved or uh, family members so that they have an opportunity to hear the gospel. It's, a, it's, a, it's an outreach opportunity to bring people in. I believe that's also the case and, and right to do. Uh, for somebody else, it's about fellowship. It's about you connecting. It's about you um, having fellowship and friendship with other like-minded people who, you know, if you're, if you're a Christian and you're the only Christian in your family, Sundays probably are very precious to you as an individual. You're rubbing shoulders with people that sound the same, feel the same. They, they talk the same talk that you do. They love the same God that you love. Do you, do you know, sometimes we can forget what that feels like because we may have a Christian home or we live in a Christian environment. But for those who don't, this is a life source for them. Somebody else may turn around and say it's an opportunity to grow and mature as they hear the word preached and spoken. It's a word that empowers me as I go into the rest of my week. Every one of these are good and true and right. And actually each of these shows what a healthy and empowering church looks and feels like. Because all of these elements should be a part of what our church is. So none of these are wrong answers. They are important. Listen to these words. Jesus gave the fivefold ministry. The Bible clearly says that Jesus gave the fivefold ministry to the church. And I'm part of that fivefold ministry that I'm a gift to you. I know you may not all think that right now, but I, I am God's gift to you. Amen. Ephesians. Let's have a look at what the Bible says about that rather than opinions. Um, Ephesians 4, verse 11 through to 12. If you've not got your Bible, we can have a look at it on the big screen. And it says this, And he himself, that's Jesus, 
gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? It is church. It is the church gathering. So what, why has he given some to be pastors? He's given us, he, Jesus gave the church pastors to edify the body of Christ, the church, but also to equip for the work of the ministry. That is why I'm here. That is why God's positioned me. I certainly wouldn't have positioned myself. It was God's call upon my life. So our church gatherings here on a Sunday, through our connect groups, um, the many courses that we run as a church, and we run many different courses, they're all put on and geared to equip and empower the saints of God and to build up the body of Christ. You know, why, why, do we do, why do we do Welcome Home course? And we'll be starting the Welcome Home course next week. Um, I, 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 there was a bit of a mix-up with times and dates. So it's going to be next week for those who have not done the Welcome Home course and would like to. Um, we put on Welcome Home. We put on, um, we put on marriage courses. We put on purity courses. We put on the forge um, as a Bible school. Why do we put on all these different things? It is for the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the, for, for, for the Welcome Home course, it's for those who are new to church or new to Christianity. It's your first step into. If we, if we had the manpower, lady power, lady power, that sounds great. <laughs> if we had the ability with with Human resources, there we go, that's the right political word. Um, if we had the human resources, we would be doing Alpha right now, um, like many other churches around the area. I'd love to run Alpha. I'd love to run our Freedom in Christ course. I'd love to put on more and more courses for those who are specific in the area that they would love to be a part of. But it comes down to human resources and what we can and can't do. But if you would like to run one of those... Let me know, and we could start looking at how we can adapt and make that happen. But it's about equipping the church. It's about equipping you as an individual. It's about your journey. Paul turned around and said, why am I still talking to you as if you still need your mother's milk, when by now you should be eating the meat of God's word and feeding others? That's what each one in this room, have you been, have you been a Christian two, a year, two years, three years? We now should be in a position where we are now feeding others, where we are running those courses, where we're heading up the prayer meeting, where we're doing these things. Do you know, I was going to ask someone at the beginning of the meeting if they would head up a prayer meeting on a regular basis, and I hadn't. I forgot all about it. I got busy doing stuff rather than doing what I wanted to do. But just keep that one in mind, because I will ask you after. We want to be an empowering church. We want to be an equipping church. We don't want you still stuck on milk when you should be chewing meat. And if you're a vegeta vegetarian or a vegan, um, you're ro nut roast. <laughs> Not quite the same. <laughs> but can I, can I let you know, you, you 
are, you are meant to have wheels on your feet that are moving somewhere in God. Not just standing still, not just sitting on a pew, not just waiting and being a part of everything else. It's saying, God, use me. Do you know what? For 11 years, while Alan was the pastor of the church I was a part of, for 11 years, because I knew God had called me. For 11 years, I was in my training. I was in preparation. God was dealing with my life, my journey. But for 11 years, I was praying, Lord, your will be done in my life. Not my will, but yours be done. Your timing is perfect in every way. And he was training, excuse me, he was training and preparing me for the work of the ministry. But the timing wasn't me, I'm going to make it happen. It was, I'm waiting on the work of the Lord to be revealed and the right moment came. For every one of us, there is a right moment, a a suddenly moment when things begin, that everything clicks into place and we're suddenly thrust into what God has called us to do. And that may be something simple, it may be something a lot more complicated, but God has a call for your life. We want you to feel empowered, enabled, and permitted to fulfill your role in God. This translation, I'm going to read it from two other translations, this, this, this scripture verse. And I, I haven't got the translation here, but it's, one of them is this. Christ gave gifts to prepare God's holy people for the work of serving. You know, we are all called to serve. I love the fact, if you go, if you go to the epistles of Paul, Peter... Guess what they say first? A servant of Christ and an apostle. I love the fact that they, they knew who they were. They were servants of Christ. It wasn't a case of, well, they came in with their business card. Well, I'm the apostle or I'm the prophet or I'm the evangelist. And they were servants of all. Before you're a worship leader, you're a servant of all. Before you're a drummer or a keyboard player or whatever, you're a servant of all. And that means, as a servant of all, if I said to Camille, well, no, I don't need to. Could you serve in kids' church? Probably are next week. Camille goes and serves in kids' church. Why? Because she's a servant of all. Have you got kids in kids' church? No, they're all big now. (laughs) But it's heart. God looks at the heart. Well, that's beneath me. That's below me. That's beyond me. I'm too old. I'm too young. Rick and Sue, how many years did you serve on Kids Church? The last, when we came back from COVID, you, you went straight on the Kids Church team, didn't you? I applaud that. I honor that because that was our biggest need. We needed kids, workers back. And what did you do? Slightly, you know, over the 65 bracket, you went straight out there and served. That is a servant of all. I absolutely, I think it's amazing. I could just keep going. God's holy people for the work of serving. It wasn't beneath and it isn't beyond. It's, a, it's the heart. And why? To make the body of Christ stronger. To make his church that's the body of christ the body of christ is the church what is the point of serving why do we roll up our sleeves why do we give ourselves why are we empowered to do whatever we do in church because it makes 
the body of Christ stronger. Different translation. I think this is the Amplified. Um, not sure. Why is it that he gives us these special abilities to do certain things best? It is that God's people will be equipped to do better work for him, building up the church, the body of Christ, to a position of strength and maturity. Over and over, the word of God will say it is for the strengthening of the body of Christ, the church. The church needs to be so strong because there will come pressure on the church in the days, the months and the years ahead. There will come such a pressure on the church. There will become such a pressure on the body of Christ not to meet together. You don't believe me? You read what it says in the book of Hebrews. In the last days, in the last days, People won't gather together because there'd be pressure not to. They'd be busy with other things. There'd be, there'd be spiritual pressure that comes against them not to do so. Do not forsake the gathering. That is almost like a command, isn't it? Do not forsake the gathering together as is the manner of some as the day of his return approaches. Is his coming, coming closer? Before COVID, there were 5 million Christians attending church in this country per week. After COVID, there are 4 million. A million people now don't go to church. I'm not going to be a statistic. How about moving forward? Perhaps, it's, perhaps there's reasons, perhaps there's health reasons. Absolutely. And I thank God for churches that have put online services for those who now don't feel that they can attend church for whatever reason. I appreciate the fact that there's online churches. But you know what? While we have the ability and we can come together, do not forsake of the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. We need to be here. We need to be seeking him. My second thought in this is, let's look beyond the natural. Oh yeah, I want to empower you. You want to be empowered. You want to get your sleeves rolled up and do something absolutely brilliant. But let's also look beyond the natural things around us. Because there is one who empowers beyond human resources. He empowers beyond natural ability. And that is God himself. The most high wants to empower you to do what he's called you to do. I just love the fact that when he called me, I didn't feel that I had the ability. I didn't feel I had the, the, the tools. But it wasn't about what I could do. It was about what he could do through me. And I've looked I, every single Sunday. I, I look to him before I come up here because I, in myself, I know I can't. I am naturally shy. I am naturally introvert. I am naturally not one for standing um, in front of people and speaking. That is not naturally me. But God in the equation, you may say, well, I can't do this or I can't do that. But with God in the equation, oh, yes, you can. God, through Christ, we can do everything and anything. And his empowerment comes from on high. God gives us what we need to do what he's called us to do. Amen? Amen. That is so key. In, in, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, this is the moment where 
Jesus begins to empower the disciples around him, where he's gone around, he's picked them, he's selected them. You, as, as you're sat here this morning, he's called you, he's called you out of this world, he's selected you to be a part of his disciples, one of his disciples. You know, there may have been 12 at the beginning, then 120, and, and then 500, and then the multitudes, but we are part of that body of Christ who are believers. And it says this, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That's you. That's all of us in this room. You know, these are disciples, learned, learning ones, ones who sit under their teacher. We're all disciples. And therefore, if we are going to be in, before we go out into the world, you know, he didn't just say, right, you 12, come follow me. I've got a job for you to do. Go out there into Jerusalem and see what happens. He said, no, you come to me and I will give you delegated empowerment from on high. I will give you power from God to go and do what I'm asking you to do. So there is a natural empowerment where we release people to do what we want them to do or what they feel they're called to do. But there's also a heavenly empowerment in our life. And we can't have one without the other in our world. Jesus imparted to them an endowment from God, an empowerment from him. And I'll tell you what, you know, in, in all of our lives, we just need to wait on him. Allow him to fill us. I don't know how many, you know, one of our, one of our family values is being spiritual, but I'm going to jump the gun. How many of us each morning wait upon the Lord and say, come fill me this day? Fantastic. But we should all, shouldn't we? Come and fill me. Why? Because maybe that day God is going to say, could you go and lay hands on that person? And then you feel you need to go into a corner and say, Lord, I don't feel worthy because I've been sinning up to this point. I, I don't feel worthy. And then you discount yourself from the miracle that they needed. Maybe God says, go lay hands on that person. You say, I don't feel any power, Lord. I don't, I don't feel I've got the words. I don't feel I've got this. I don't feel... But do you know what? If we wait upon the Lord at the beginning of the day, you say, fill me this day. Fill me not with the old wine of yesterday's, but the new wine of today. Because we've always got to remain fresh in him. New wine in new wineskins. You've been born anew. You are a new creation. We should be saying, Father, fill me afresh this day so that you can use me. Whether that's to cast out a demon, whether that's to heal the sick or, 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 or raise the dead. Can you imagine? You're at work and someone drops down dead in front of you. What do you do? Go into panic mode? Call for Jeff? Call for one of the leaders? Call for your connect group leader, the worship team leader? What do we do? We take this moment and say, I will call upon the name of the Lord. And we pray. Why? Because we've taken a moment at the beginning of the day to say, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me for works of service. Fill me with an empowerment that goes beyond my natural ability. I, 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 a little while back now, I was walking along the high street and there was a, a lady that was outside the shop. And as I walked out the shop, I noticed that she was holding her face as if she was in so much pain. I, I thought, what do I do? 
And then I heard a voice say, go and pray for her. It's like, Lord, you pray for her. Because I didn't really want to in the middle of the high street, you know. So I walked up to her and I said, are you okay? She said, I've got an abscess on my tooth and I'm in agony. I said, would you like me to pray for you? She said, that's very kind. Yes, please. And I prayed and she had instant healing from pain. I don't know whether the tooth was healed. I didn't open up and have a look. <laughs> she just she walked away without pain. Miracles happen on the streets of gospel. He just needs vessels who are ready for him to use. Because he has endowed, empowered us and endowed us with power from on high. He just needs willing hands and willing vessels. Like Jeremiah, here I am, send me. Have we got that heart in our life? Here I am, send me. You know, in, in after the service, we, we, we pray with people. When people got needs, we pray with people. Absolutely. But you know what? We, we're the ones who've got God in our lives already. We've got a hopeless world who have no hope except the hope that you bring in their life. I'm empowering you. Go into your world. Go into your community. Go into your family. And live with the power of God in you. So that when there's a need, you're there ready to meet it. Because God is already in your life to meet that need. As church, we've got to be ever mindful of his empowerment. This is what happened for the disciples. Before they took one footstep into the ministry of calling. This is what they, or Jesus instructed them in Luke 24 Verse 49, he says this. I can just imagine Jesus gathering his disciples. And, and, I, and in many senses, I just want to do that here. Just, just gather around. Not, don't get out of your seats. Just gather around. Listen intently. Because this is what Jesus said. He said, listen carefully. I'm sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit. This is before the cross. Or before, before he returned to heaven, sorry. I'm sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. Now, Jesus has gone. He's gone to the cross. He's gone back to the Father. And the Holy Spirit has come. So the first part of this is fulfilled. And the Holy Spirit is now on, in, active in, in, on the earth. He's available to each of our lives. Do you know what? In John 15, he says, I will come and abide with you and remain in you. If you've ever wanted empowerment, he's there. He said, I am the vine and you are the branch. If anyone is in me and I in him, whatever they ask in my name, it will be given. What we need to do is remain connected to the vine as the branch. Spirit, soul, and body. Spiritually, we're always connected to the vine. Absolutely. But our soul and body just get in the way sometimes. And it's the mind that thinks we're unworthy and the body that just does what the mind or the soul tells it to do. This is just the vessel that directs your life. But the soul is the instruction 
The soul is what will tell you you are condemned or that you're not worthy. But if we listen to our spirit, the spirit will say you are worthy. You have power from on high. You can use the name of Jesus. Why? Because it's been delegated to us. All power and all authority has been given to me, Jesus said. Now you go in my name and cast out demons and heal the sick and raise the dead. It's about positioning. Do we position our our life from our soul or from our spirit? Do we live according to the mere man of who we are and our mere natural abilities or by the spirit that now lives and abides in us? We need the Holy Spirit. So he said to them, wait in Jerusalem until you are empowered from on high. That's why I say, do we, do we wait upon the Lord each morning? We may not have to go to Jerusalem to be empowered from on high, but each morning, you know, as you're brushing your teeth, just make it a routine. You know, that, that moment when you're brushing your teeth, first thing in the morning, say to the Lord, fill me. You may spray toothpaste all over the... <laughs> But let's do it. Let's make it a routine that when some point in the beginning of your day, come fill me, Lord. Fill me afresh. Because the Bible says, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Not, not a once-off moment in our life. We need to be being being filled. I'm just going to run through a couple of scriptures and, and, and then we're going to close. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. This is just an incredible passage. Um, and I've, I've got it from the Amplified. I just think it It just comes across so much better in the Amplified. It says, for we are his workmanship. You know, if you've ever worked with wood and you've made something and you look at it afterwards and you say, that was so good. When God looks at you, he says, you are my workmanship. His own masterwork or work of art. You are a work of art. Ola, when God looks at you, he says, you are a work of art. I'm sure Jazak says exactly the same, but, but you know, we, we, we can look at ourselves and see our weaknesses. We, 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 we want a smaller nose or bigger ears or whatever it is. We see our faults. But do you know what? You were created perfect. That's the beauty of God. He says, you are my workmanship. Look at yourself as a work of art created in Christ Jesus. Not the outward appearance, the inward appearance. All right? Reborn from above. Spiritually transformed. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are spiritually transformed. You were a part of the works of darkness, you lived in darkness. And your father was the father of lies. Now you've been reborn and spiritually transformed. Does that mean that we've all got it all right, all together, all the time? No, we still make mistakes. But your spirit is transformed. That's why we need to look at who we are in the spirit rather than who we are in our soul. Because the soul still makes mistakes, but the spirit doesn't. Renewed, ready to be used. I Well... This is what the Bible says that you are. I need to ask you that question. You need to ask yourself that question. Ready to be used for good works. Are you? If I sent out that same form that we did a few weeks ago for you to tick a box to say, I can do this or I can do that in church. 
you know, there were, there were 100 odd, there, there were 70 adults in the room. We got 17 responses, which was great. Thank you. But are you now ready for good works, which God has prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us? Do you know what? He has a pathway that's prearranged. He's already ordained that path for your journey. I love it. But it's about us walking on that narrow path and following his will and way for our life. I always get the name wrong, but is it Frank who said, I'll do it my way, Frank Sinatra? Yes. Let's forget Frank's song. I'll do it your way or Yahweh or... God's way. I don't care how you want to word it, but let's live our life God's way. We can build our lives, our natural lives. We can build an income. We can build an empire. But if it causes you to lose your soul, it's done no good. If it causes you to forsake your family because you've been working all hours a day and night, and you, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. But there is a prearranged Good life made ready for us. And the last scripture I want to share is this. Ephesians 3.16. I pray. This is Paul praying for the church. Praying for you and I. Praying for us. Because the word of God is eternal. What was true then is still true for us today. He said, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. What a great scripture. Well, uh, uh, if Paul was praying that for the church then, there is an unlimited resource. You know, I, I, you, you, if, you are, you, if you started tapping into my... If we were playing Scrabble and you were tapping into my limited resource of words, um, I, would, I would run out because after four-letter words, five-letter words... <laughs> Let's go five-letter words, three-letter words, but not four-letter words. All right? I can go to a certain amount. There's a limited resource in my life, but God. There's a limited ability to what you can do and what I can do in life, but God. Let's bring God into that equation. See, there's a certain amount of ability that the worship team can do. But it's when the Spirit kicks into what they naturally can do, that it takes us into the heavenlies. That is what we've always got to look for. Not, you know, we bring, we bring what we can to the table and then say, God, empower it. Empower my gift. Empower what I can say. I'll open my mouth, but very often I don't know what to say. But I'm still going to open it because I believe you will fill it. It's us and then allowing God to do what he can do. So I pray that from the glorious unlimited resource, he will empower you. This is my prayer. This has been my prayer this week for you as a congregation. That he will empower you. That your life in your home, that your life as a couple, that your life when you're walking along the high street or getting your groceries at the shops, he will empower you 
with inner strength. That, that boldness to step out through his spirit, living and abiding. There is a reason for the Holy Spirit in you. You know, it's not just to speak in tongues or to prophesy or... When the, when, the, when the New Testament church received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, oh yeah, they were praying in tongues, absolutely. And I'm, I'm a tongue talker, I pray in the Spirit, I sing in the Spirit, I love worshipping in the Spirit, absolutely. But it, the power of God was released through them and great boldness to touch the world around them. And that day, 3,000 souls were added to the church. Oh yeah, I love goosebumps. I love church ministry. I love praying for people. I love seeing people weeping as God touches their life. I love all of that. But I tell you what, I'm not going to limit the Holy Spirit to just moving in the four walls of, four walls of a room called church on a Sunday. Because the Holy Spirit is with you as much as he is with me. He's with you in your workplace when you're wiring up or when you're plumbing than he is in this room under the anointing when the worship is hitting new heights of hallelujahs to the Lord. He's with you when you're undoing the trap and all the rubbish falls out the bottom of the sink and you think, where, what? And the person sees your response and you're saying, praise God, I've found the issue to your problem. Praise God, your hands just got filled with gunk out of the bottom of the sink. And this person's praising God. I'll tell you what, we can be used by God wherever we go. Just take a moment at the beginning of your day and say, here I am, use me, fill me, then I may be used and empowered by you. So really this morning, this is about twofold thought. We are an empowering church. We are an empowering people. But you need to know that you are also empowered for good works. So, Father, this morning, I thank you. If we could just stand to our feet, that would be great. Father, I thank you, Lord, for every one of us in this room. You've called us for such a time as this. Lord, I pray, let the Esther heart of our life rise up. That you've called us for such a time as this. And I pray right now, right across this room, Lord, that your empowerment would be our endowment. Lord, that you would fill us right now in this room. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. We thank you, Lord, that you've equipped us, you've called us, you have a purpose for our life. Lord, if we don't know what that purpose is, Lord, reveal it, I pray, right now. Reveal your will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I thank you, Lord, that what we may have done all our lives, Father, I pray that you will speak afresh into our lives this day. Lord, may we be your hands and feet. May we be your mouthpiece on this earth. Lord, just as you took a hold of those new, fresh, not knowing what they were going to do next disciples, and you filled them with your spirit, I pray right across this room, Father, that you would fill us today. That we would go into this world. That you would use our hands and our feet and our mouth to share you with this world. 
that we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. That we would take up serpents and they have no harm. Lord, that we would go into this world and you'd fill our voice with great boldness. Here we are, Lord. Fill us this day, I pray. Fill every vessel. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are, you are called the wine. That new wine. Lord, I pray new wine into every heart and every life. Fill us afresh, I pray. New wine into new wine vessels. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come on, let's church. Let's just pray that. Pray in your heart right now. Pray out loud in your heart. Just out, your voice, what your heart is saying to you. And just ask God, fill you, fill you in this place today. Empower what you put your hand to. Whatever it is, just begin to pray right now and ask the Lord for, you, for his empowerment in your world. Thank you, Father, over my life. I thank you that you just fill me with that anointing. Lord, in such a way, Lord, that brings conviction into the hearts of people. Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit. That you just bring signs, wonders and miracles into your house. And Father, I pray for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there won't be one in this place that remains seated. But Lord, each one of us will take up, Lord, our cross. We will take up our calling and we will just run with it in this place, I pray. Father, right across this place, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want that to be our prayer this week. Your will outworked in my life. Your will outworked in my life. In Jesus' name, amen.